Hey guys, welcome back to the Ikecast. This is Chris, and I'm with my co-host as always, Ike. Hey guys, welcome back, and yay, it's a Saturday. <laughs> yep, back onto our normal schedule programming. Uh, this time we just have to go through all the mind-numbing insanity of this new week. And, uh, I mean, there was a lot. Uh, just generally speaking, I've lost more and more faith in, like, all this random stuff right now. <laughs> okay, well, let, let's let's tackle it. Um one randomness at a time um so what's our first randomness that we're gonna tackle chris that's got your head going well actually i want to talk about i actually (laughs) want to talk about something very very quickly first in that uh, you sent me an article right ah yes i did i did that article wow that article was really like uh it was it it was really eye-opening and it was uh, essentially just um uh leaked irs document showing the real tax rate and, and how much people are, uh, you know, these billionaires are paying, right? And um, it, it went across the board from, you know, people like Bezos all the way down through to... Uh, uh, well, Warren Buffett, Elon Musk. Exactly. Uh, it was a really interesting article. So um, I, I think, Chris, you're going to possibly do a link in um, to the article. But um, uh, and if you're curious while you're waiting for it or um, if we haven't been able to do that, up i would do a google search for ProPublica and secret irs files and the yeah. article will pop up i mean go, i love google because you know you can do any type of searching you'll be able but it, it was a really interesting article and yeah chris i had to send it to you because it was literally ProPublica did this like deep dive into um you know the tax rates or uh, the tax brackets of the wealthiest. And these are, this is like, you know, point searches are 1% of, of, of all the wealth, right? And it's guys like Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Michael Bloomberg, Carl Icahn, George Soros, uh, Warren Buffett. Um, and, you know, it was really interesting because what we do is, so you have to keep it in line of what their true tax rate is. So most Americans, right, um, our tax rates are anywhere from, I think, 22 to 37%. And this is because most people, they're, you know what, they, um, their income is based on W-2 income, right? Um, and then um, a lot of the... A lot of these billionaires, their income or their wealth is based on shares of stock, their portfolio. And depending on the portfolio, if you if you had a huge um, negative in terms of one of your your portfolio pieces, um, you could conceivably have a zero tax rate where you paid zero because uh, whatever your losses were exceeded possibly any gains that you might have made capital gains that you might have made that day so i just want to quickly i know this is going to be a quick deviation uh, before we did our deep dive but uh for example warren buffett they said that his true tax rate between 2014 and 2018 is like 0.10 right um jeff bezos this is for people who are rich billionaires they have i think warren buffett is valued at 62 billion dollars yeah right jeff bezos he's like 115 100 maybe it's 137 billion i mean his his wealth fluctuates based on the 
the stocks of uh, Amazon as well. Um, Amazon has been fluctuating to some degree, to a large degree over the last three to six months. But his tax rate, if I look at this article, is 0.98%. Michael Bloomberg, his tax rate is 1.30%. And Elon Musk has, has the highest tax rate of these guys at 3.27%. I I know my tax rate isn't that. <laughs> so, yeah. But you have to keep in mind, it's their tax rates are like that because of capital gains. And here's the thing is, Chris, it's a slippery slope. You know why? Because, so, um, yeah, the, you know, the billionaire list, they may have low tax rates because of capital gains, but you increase the capital gains, they're still not going to pay their full tax, tax rates. Who is going to end up getting, you know, um, in this dragonite is going to be your retail investors, your smaller investors. So it's one of those like, yeah, they can possibly say, yeah, we're going to tax, you know, on capital gains. But the question is, uh, I mean, what Congress, you know, the executive branch, the legislative branch, what they come up as, you know, the, the scale of when you're going to get taxed it's unreasonable um, because it what it ends up happening is it's still for them you know it it's a if you have income of uh, I think right now I think it's um, 250 maybe it's 350 for a couple um, you're you know that's when you get into the higher tax rates but the the thing is that those individuals are not the ones where the taxation has to happen. Taxation has to happen at the billionaire level, right? Yeah. Um, and that's not still going to happen. Well, I think, yeah, one of the major issues is, is that the IRS is focused on doing large-scale audits on these the, the non-billionaire class, everyone else, yeah. right? right? You know, the poorer you are, the more likely you'll get an audit, Yeah. right? As opposed to the reverse. I mean, they should be spending their money and their budget focusing on this. But, of course, the regulatory capture, you know, of the billionaire class of government. Because, let's face it, the fact that they're able to do this. Yeah. You know, legally. Remember, ProPublica's reporting on this is of leaked documents, which is illegal. I mean, the IRS has come out that they're going to investigate who leaked this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because... Yeah. There is no, there's the gun here is not a smoking gun of illegality. It's a smoking gun of just yeah. immorality. Right? Yeah. Right. And just how much these guys were, willing, were able to, to, to rake in. I mean, Elon Musk made $10 billion, right? Paid right. $300 million in taxes. You think, oh, wow, that's a lot of money. $300 million in taxes? That's, that's a lot. That's 3%. Yeah. Right? That tax bill should have been, if even at the lowest amount of fifteen percent, should have been yeah. one point five billion dollars. Right. Right. And you wonder, it's like, why can't America? You know, like, America could theoretically pay for everything, right? Yeah. Because people have been exploit. The exploitation is inside is insane, and the tax regime, right, too heavily favors billionaires, right? It ensures that. There needs to be a wealth tax because the issue is not people making money, right? Mm -hmm. It's the issue is the it's the continued gen, continual generation of wealth, mm -hmm. right? And I'm not saying that inheritance tax is the way through this. I think it's just it's a wealth tax. You know, it's any time you make money over this amount, 
right? And they sh- yeah, but then Chris, okay, you know what? Here's the thing: is like now you're, uh, uh, I'm about to say something which I think you're gonna your head's gonna pop, right? And then it's the argument is that that's becoming too socialist. Um, uh, here's here's the thing: is that you know what? Maybe maybe the best thing is you know what? Everybody has one tax rate. Right? Everybody pays 10%, irrespective of how much you make, right? So 10%, and you have one tax rate. So obviously, if you're making, and you know, and, but here's the key here's, here's, here's where we diverge, right? When everybody's making, you know, you get taxed on what you're making. Uh, capital gains doesn't kick in until you actually, you know, um, you you actually um, sell your assets, you sell your stocks, your your real estate, whatever your case may be. That's when you make your. That's when you get the capital gains. I mean, it's really difficult to say. You know, ideally in a utopianistic world, maybe everybody has the same tax rate. So the guy who's making fifty thousand and the guy who's making fifty million, they're all at ten percent. But obviously, the guy who's making fifty. A thousand. He only pays, you know, five thousand in taxes, and the guy who's making fifty million um, makes what five hundred thousand in taxes. That's that ten percent of five. Yeah, I think that's ten percent of five, right? Or fifty thousand. Like it's, and then you see, okay, it's you know everybody's at this even keel, and you're paying uh, where your what your wealth is now. That problem with saying, okay, there should be a wealth tax is there is a fluctuation that ends up happening, especially those who are um, invested in in the stock market. I mean, that's going up and down. Sure, so but if you look at just who is invested in the stock market, it's not average people. It, it's by numbers, not average people, right? Um, and the amounts it would take in order to get there, right? Um, uh, and just warning you, you might be muted. Uh, the amounts that it would take in order to get to to to, to reach that billionaire level, it's it's just not feasible. Yeah. Right. Like I was a, muted, by the way. Yeah, yeah. A billion dollars is, you know, assets and wealth at a billion dollars can fluctuate, yeah. but it's very hard to lose it all. Right. It's very hard. It it requires complete just mismanagement to 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 totally lose it all. Right. And well, uh, not necessarily. I, I don't know if it's mismanagement. It could be, you know, certain marketing conditions that were unpredictable. Sure. But uh, I mean, that's what happened, you know, when yeah. there was a collapse of Mexico, right? There yeah. was marketing conditions that yeah. ended up doing but that. But like so Donald Trump, we know, has been con- continually bankrupt his entire life with all of his businesses, right? Yeah. He still is able to live the way he does, right? Because that's the thing about wealth, right? Well, once you achieve wealth, not money, once you achieve mm-hmm. actual wealth, it's very hard to lose it, right? It's it's even easier to, to, to grow it, right? You barely have to do anything. Right, because the banks are there, you know, ready to give you money hand over fist for your next, like, potential venture in the hopes that they're going to have these huge returns. Exactly. And so someone like Donald Trump can always find a loan, and with enough, you know, pull, you can get with Deutsche Bank, and now we're getting into Russiagate. Um, right. Well, no, I, I think Richard Branson had said that too. I, I, at, at one point, um, Virgin had uh, it had you know a huge amount of debt, and the bank that he if he was um, the the bank that used to that he 
that the company used to work with decided they weren't going to extend any more credit. And what he did was he went to a competitor and said, I need this in the short term. You'll have all my um, <coughs> business, you know, whatever comes through. And they, they not only took care of the debt that he had with his existing bank, but then had given him, you know, the, the line of credit he needed to assist him over that period of time. And I can't remember what period it was. I think it was in the nineties that that had happened. And he openly talks about, you know, that he was able to do this, but he spent like a weekend or a week just negotiating with the bankers. Um, and, and he was able to do that, do that because he had this hugely strong business. And again, this happens, right? There's events that happen that impact the business. But if you have that, uh, that structure in place, uh, you know, and everybody, I mean, everybody knew who Richard Brunson was, right? He's name recognition. You've got name recognition. They're going to put the money out for you. And yeah, that's exactly what happened with uh, Mr. Trump as well when he was a private citizen. Exactly. And so, yeah, uh, I'm, I think it's just very clear that, that there, there's a, it, there's a, a baked in advantage, right? That right. needs to be figured out and handled. And I think the pandemic has only shown that where, you know, people generally had to, to give up all these sort of things. And then we saw everyone else making hand over fist, right? We see the, the Amazon uh, union effort, right? right? And, and how like, even like upon later investigation it looks like they're gonna have to nullify the result because based on how much union busting amazon was doing right amazon is so afraid of unions that they installed yeah, but here's the thing chris i'm not a fan of you you know what i unions to me is r- real problematic because here's the thing is with unions it's um you know it's, at some point they get so large they forget about that they're supposed to there be there to protect the worker um and all they're you know interested in is um is getting their membership fees uh and you know and um yeah they're not i don't think they they end up protecting the worker class you know whoever i think the statistically are. that that doesn't hold any that doesn't really hold up statistically no i disagree i mean there might the unions we had the highest level of 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 income yeah, non-disparity chris, right chris chris but you know with the unions I mean, what the unions also do is they pr- they protect the uh, unproductive individuals who can take cover as well. Okay, sure, so but that's I think unions themselves. To every rule. Uh, yeah, no, but I I, I think, think that they, they're they're more advantageous than not because without collective bargaining, your labor has no value. Right, your 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 weight has no value. Your your actual existence has no value without collective bargaining. A single worker has no strength at all. And together, they always do. And historically, that's when there has been the least amount of income inequality in the, you know, with unions. When unions began to di- get dismantled in the 70s, that's when you have the, 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 the beginning of the largest you know, range of income inequality in the United States ever to this yeah, day. But, okay, so the idea, the concept of a union is good. I agree with you that you know what it allows for collective bargaining. The more, there is strength in numbers. I understand that concept. Yeah. What I'm saying to you is, I think the unions have lost their way. Sure, but let's look at okay. the unions that are work so well. The police union is able to protect their workers even when they murder people. I think the union is doing their job incredibly well. 
I think that there are plenty of unions out there that do their job well. And we, of course, there are bad unions as, as well. There's good corporations and bad corporations. I don't think that the process of removing it, especially with a with something like Amazon, that okay, union would have been amazing because it would have torn apart a lot of Amazon's horrible working conditions. Okay, well, you know what? Um, I so my opinion of unions is, you know, based on when I was in undergrad, I worked, you know, in, um, I, I worked at a company. I was there just for the summer, but because in the summer I was part time, I was labeled full time for that summer. Mm-hmm. I had to pay union dues, even though everybody knew I was only there for the summer. Yeah. I'm that. And I was not, like, yeah. and I have no benefit from that. Yeah. I was not protected. Yeah, but it's because you were there temporarily and they put you on full time. But I think that's more of a corporate way to screw you. <laughs> because Possibly, no, but, yeah. but it left a bad taste in my mouth when it comes to unions, right? Yeah, yeah it's, you weren't under their protection and you still had to pay them. And I agree, that's wrong. Yeah. That shouldn't occur. You know, you should, uh, you should have it. But that's an indication of a bad union and I have no problem with anyone saying that needs to be fixed. Yeah. Th- okay. Well, I'm going to put a pause on this because we were actually are deviating from what we were yeah. going to talk about. Um, so we're, I'm going to circle back with check out the ProPublica um, article. Yes. It was really, really interesting. It's, it's eye-opening um, and I, just Yeah, angering. it was. Well, it wasn't angering for me. It was eye-opening. Um, again, I think, you know what? One can always learn from from these type of articles yeah okay I mean, so. the problem is is that there's going to be two outcomes of learning from this article either you're going to look at this and, and think wow this is ridiculous right or you're going to mm-hmm. look at it and like wait how come how, there's going to be someone out there who's like how can i get do this right and that's the problem is that we have a we have a series of people who think that they can become they think for some reason that they can become like these billionaires you know the exploiters right when they'll be exploited their entire goddamn lives mm-hmm. right and that these billionaires they're in this exploit like you look at these people who are able to do this you know you tick off the list these are people who had generational wealth yeah right they had a leg up already right they had and when you see and it's not like they you know i'm sure plenty of hard work was required to to, to build you know whatever they you know their, their empires right plenty of hard work was required but the amount that they get paid is insane especially when you consider how much they should be paying in taxes and legally they get around with there's got to be a solution and i bet there is that this wasn't a problem in the 50s this wasn't a problem when the you know when the tax rate for corporations and for the highest earners was at 67 percent in the united states mm-hmm Right. Like th- this wasn't a problem then. It's only been a problem afterwards. Right. And it's, yeah. and it's only getting worse. Right. So, I mean, these are the legal ways, but the illegal ways have to go. And, uh, you know, th- this whole financial thing brings us on to our I think our next big topic, which is uh, you. We were talked to, I think, like two weeks back about that uh, uh, pipeline that was hacked. Right. And it right. for yeah. a couple of days and they ended up paying the uh, the hackers uh, seven million in Bitcoin. Yeah. Right. Um, right. Well, it turns out they collected all their money back. They, they got it all back. And while normally this would be a really great sign, it is a huge blow for the cryptocurrency market. Right. Because the right. market ran on the assumption that they truly were ungoverned and they, they ran on the 
on on the promise that that cryptocurrency is like cash right once yeah. you transfer it there's no way it, it, it's like once it's once it's transferred there's no way to, to pull it back you could actually lose the thing if you lose its physical you know key like it's it's like digital cash that you know that can be lost that can be transferred and you know can be you know impossible to return right. that was the idea is it but with them being able to pull it out like this you know stop you know like get and recover the ransom money right it's going to send a huge wave in the crypto market and one of the reasons why the crypto market has been so successful right has been its use for illegal enterprise right crypto was one of the first early you know like online sort of currencies used for you know the dark web and you know uh you know, for illegal activity right that's what sort of like boosted it you know and got it to the position that where it is now where it's used in other activity right the black market always will push the, the regular market eventually mm -hmm. right and so but it ran the only reason why it was used by criminal organizations was for the express purpose that it was digital cash and untraceable right that the the, the blockchain you know uh prevented essentially you know and perfect and protected people with with you know with this private new currency with this happening it's it's going to throw a lot of I think it's going to get a lot of people worried on the viability of such a currency. Right? And yeah. I think crypto, the only reason why it is successful is because it is, uh, you know, ungoverned. Right? It is. It can be used for a multitude of sources. It's, it's value. The fact that, you know, it can be manipulated. You know, like Elon Musk can pull out like a, a tweet and then cause the market to rise or crash. Right. Right. There, right. There, I think there's an allure to some of that. Right. But at the same time, you know, it. I think that a lot of that allure is going to go away when because there's no reason to use Bitcoin if they say, screw it. Now we're going to just, you know, the U.S. dollar, we're going to have a digital. We already have like a halfway digital version of the U.S. currency. Right. Mm -hmm. You can use it. You can easily transfer cash in between a whole bunch of different services. Yeah. Right. The crypto right. part was just to do it anonymously. They could theoretically do the same thing and then sort of just corner the market and say, yeah, the Trigio strategy is now backing, you know, U.S. crypto, right, or whatever it is, um, and, and disrupt the entire market. I think the reason why the market exists is because it's private, right, because it's hidden. And, I mean, th I, I, hacker groups are going to wonder if they can, you know, pull off something this big again and hopefully get a payday, right? Right. I don't think like this might have been a good thing to stop ransoms in the future. Yeah. I, I well, yes. Um and you know, only I think time will tell how how this impacts the that industry. Yeah. Um <clears throat> crypto as a market is, is is it's it's always on the threshold of like either, you know, actual um you know some actual level of like you know building a compliance schedule building you know you know regulations something you know for it to to be a little bit more official unless you know like cowboy capitalism but yeah. um until then we're, it's, we're just sort of waiting yeah, yeah but, that'll uh, yeah, be interesting yeah it's nevertheless an interesting story. And I, I, I'd like I, to I was like really surprised that they were able to track it. Um, yeah, that they were able to track because it. That's, yeah, yeah, and then that they were able to get it back. Because, again, like you said, the whole, uh, I mean, crypt, the crypto part of the cryptocurrency, just that crypto means yeah, inaccessibility, right? Yeah. It, it was supposed to be um, 
yeah it, so it, it'll be interesting to see um the the continuing developments I, I, chris it did not take them that long that was the other thing is it yeah. didn't take them long right not at all they they sort of got through them very very quickly and easily and it it, it threw a lot of people for a loop um uh, so that must mean that they were already on the trail of of them because isn't that what they say when you if you have a crypto account make sure you know your uh, you don't lose your your password and your login information because once you do you can't access it at all it's yeah that's entirely true it's like once you lose it you will it, you, it, you you're just you're asking for for problems right and and that's why you have the, the rise of like, you know, all these like sort of like pseudo crypto banks, right? Where you essentially, you know, use their marketplace to, to get the crypto and, and they're still not technically, you know, regulated and it, there's still a little bit of risk in it. But, you know, the safety is, is that you can always recover your password from these guys as opposed to say crypto. Um, but all in all, it's just, there's, there's a lot to, there, there, there's a lot to sort of decode from this in the in the future and what this will mean for the market and 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 if it will actually cause like some sort of storm and uh, if people are, will be for it or not hmm. uh yeah and did you did you read the whole um article on it um in, in terms of what they were talking about that possibly one of the reasons why they um were able to access the the ransom was because of sloppy uh, password storage that a lot from the hackers, which again, it seems like stupid and can, could they really be that stupid that they would do that? Um, I mean, who knows? I mean, the fact that they got it back, it shows that, you know, they must've been like, all right, we can like see if there's a, a, a quick way or a trick way to do it. But whatever they did, they did successfully and they were able to take out, you know, like the, the entire uh, crypto market in, in a very, very clever in a way right not take out the market in the sense but take out these ransomers and make sure that you know the crypto market felt it as well going like, holy crap because you know that was seven million dollars worth of crypto that you know went into the market and now is going to be pulled out well um i think they've been able to retrieve uh, 2.3 they haven't been able to pull out all of it yeah. and i think what they're saying is, so one we don't know what methods the FBI used in order to obtain it or retrieve it, but apparently whatever methods they used did allow them to retrieve uh, a private key. That's the key that you, they say never lose, otherwise you're screwed. Um, and that private key um, is what they used to access at least the 2.3 million. And the other remaining could be somewhere else. Who knows? But that it's in itself is the fact that they were able to retrieve a private key which is should not be retrievable except for you know in the brain of whoever it has has it or wherever they've put it mm -hmm. is yeah it questions the um security yeah of, of, of the system yeah absolutely yeah um yeah i mean those were the big things and now i think sort of our little final topic a little fun thing <laughs> to touch on uh just to illustrate the insanity of the weekend nevertheless um reports had come out that there is a new QAnon theory sort of cir circling about of Joe Biden being a clone specifically so that Donald Trump you know can come back to power and when he comes back to power show everyone around him yeah you see this is what happens when you let you know this sort of thing come in charge and in August he's going to show that this big old false lie and 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 you know the big lie will be ended uh his big lie in that case um it, <sighs> 
Well, there's a couple of them, right? There's yeah. the other one, the insane one about the cicadas that, um, you know, uh, they're in their, they were hibernating for 17 years. It's a 17 year cycle, but, and the 17 year cycle, it, you know, um, is ending in 2021. They're going to, so what's going to happen in 2021 after, you know, everything's done and dusted, they're going to go back into hibernation. This is the cicadas are going to go back into hibernation and then they're going to, um, you know, come out again in 17 years and they're, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say because I feel like a dope even saying it, but some of these canon supporters are now saying that, you know what, the cicadas coming out, that's like, you know, that's, that shows that they're, they're right. And, you know, and it, you know, that it's a judgment day or it's, it's, you know, it's the locust infestation from the times of Moses. And, you know, this just shows that, you know, because of the biblical implications that they're in the right, like, uh, I mean, I could say X, Y, Z is going to happen in 17 years. And what would that make me, Chris? Uh, that would make you a prophet if you were right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but, I, but but I don't even have to be right, right? I can say the cicadas, you know, there's we're going to have another uh, locust infestation that's going to happen in 17 years. And in 17 years, there's going to be, you know, some sort of economic interest, uh, unrest. There probably will be some sort of, you know, climate change issues. There could be some sort of, uh, you know, political issues i mean you could say anything and it you know nine out of ten times you're going to come close to it because this is a cycle of events that continue to happen right it's been happening since man was man it's so hard to believe that these that these people exist right and that they're well okay they so yeah it's it's really hard that like there's a there's there is some you know everybody has to have some basis of reality this cannot be their reality or am i being naive in saying that chris i think you're being i i think you're right it's it, this this can't be like the reality that you know that that they're basing their actions on that their answers on what what they believe yeah because like you it just shows the insane like we know it's insane right it's truly insane yeah. right and they they refuse to acknowledge the insanity of it which makes me wonder about like like where are they in their in their heads yeah it, it's just it's so hard to 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 wrap your head around this and like i some conspiracies i can get i'm like okay well you know that that makes sense Right, it's like I can see where you're coming from, but this one is just—it's based on insanity. It's based on on true stupidity, right? And there's really no way around it. Yeah, and you know, um, Trump had a huge evangelical base, right? Yeah. Um, and part of it was because you know they felt uh, they believed that Trump was the, you know, the man who, you know, he was prophesied to, to, um, I think it was to unite Israel and in the unification of Israel. 
and you know uh, Jerusalem being recognized as the capital of Israel that would be it would bring about judgment and um uh, seriously I, I I read this article like three years ago so I, I'm totally basing this on memory of this article because I was so you know blown away by because I couldn't understand like you know I, what you know Trump's actions his previous behavior those were not like consider I, I don't know from what I know about Christianity there was weren't Christian behaviors right um, not at all but to them but yeah but so for them it was you know if all of this happened that meant that you know there would be judgment and um, you know those who were of the faith would rise right I, I mean that was the whole thing but that didn't happen and uh, they're still obsessed with it, but um, there. I, I read a, an article today that um, there's I th the Southern Baptist Congregation. I think there, there's like a huge internal war going on um, between, you know, those who still are like very much um, Trump supporters and, you know, a we need to step back at what what's happening right so there's a there's a clash that's happening with this southern baptist congregations uh in terms of their future well uh, there is a reckoning for all of these you know organizations that they're gonna have to deal with right you know it's like up in uh, actually uh one final bit of notes that i want to touch on because i, I want to touch on this evangelical insanity right um like they, they chose the most immoral person but when you look at the reality of you know a lot of their belief systems and, and how they react i'm sorry and, chris i i lost you there no sorry uh, all i was saying is that you know the, you know it's like we 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 go like the, they chose an abhorrent man for their to represent their beliefs right and right. then the longer we look at their beliefs you realize some of them are quite you know, abhorrent right mm -hmm. um and so it just makes sense it makes sense that you know people who have strange ideas will continue those strange ideas Right and have someone who 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 represents those ideas, um, and so you know, all in all, I do, I don't think that there is. I don't think there's. I don't, I don't think it's surprising, you know, how crazy, you know, these guys are, especially when you consider in Canada we had news over the last couple of weeks about. Uh, uh, I'm sure you heard of it uh, out in. Uh, British Columbia out west, there was that uh, uh, that school, the residential school that was found with like hundreds yeah. of children's of bodies found, you know, that was uh, at the time being run by the Catholic Church. Yep. Um, you know, just one of those other things that the, the Catholics are in trouble for. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, just, uh, the you know, my opinion on religion has fluctuated, but nevertheless, um, you know, when people use their religious beliefs as, um, cover for their actions, right. For, yeah. And, yeah. and for political, you know, for political choices, right. They want to yeah. inflict their religious beliefs on others. That's where I disagree. That's where I, you know, uh, am against the, 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 the train and the wave right. of, of insanity. Right. Uh, but nevertheless, um, <clears throat> nevertheless, I think that uh, 
it, it, it's a good sign that we're at least pushing away from this, and hopefully we continue to. But Donald Trump does represent, you know, abhorrent beliefs, and I think it's because, you know, the people who believe in him uh, also have share similar abhorrent beliefs. And, you know, what can I say? They, them wanting, you know, the, uh, the apocalypse is the strangest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it was really strange, um, but it... It also is like, it sort of was like an aha moment for me because I'm like, okay, I get, so there's one thing that, you know, we can't, um, I think it's very difficult to, to really, um, argue against and that's one's personal religious beliefs. Yeah. Right. And, and, and so I, maybe this was my way of rationalizing. It, but it, it was a very interesting um, theory, and I can see why you know um, uh, the focus was on Israel and moving the U.S. embassy into Jerusalem from Tel Aviv, um, yeah. right? Like I, it all made sense, and why there was such a huge support for it is because by moving it in in some way the rationalization was you know it was written in the bible that this would be then the end of days and there would be judgment day and the righteous would be the ones that prevail i mean it's the reason why there's a lot of you know zionist support among evangelicals it's because you know it's part of their religious belief system that you know the return of of the jewish people to you know israel will hasten the end right this sort mm-hmm. of like you know insane death cult sort of belief system that they all want, they want the end to come for everyone so that they can be closer to their god um yeah yeah an abhorrent belief when you really break it down and you know done by an abhorrent man right you know, right fulfilled by that so yeah all in all i i i see it for what it is and and, and how problematic it it becomes right um, right But nevertheless, we'll we'll see where it goes from here, right? Uh, yeah. Let's let's get out of this thing. I want to go straight to the hospital. <laughs> that, that? That's yeah. We can do that. I mean, you know what? We were talking about uh, canon theories. <laughs> we we once again, you know, went down that slippery slope. So yes. And on that note, we will be ending our war room discussion, uh, opinion, and uh, shifting or pivoting to our happy place. Yeah, and so in our happy place this time, uh, a few things uh, sort of ended and a few things began. Um, on the ended side, we got a, an interesting sort of um, uh, sort of finales. Like they were they finales. They they were, but they didn't really feel like it. Yeah, I remember. Okay, so um, there was SVU's, and then there was. Um, Law and Order's uh, organized crime, right? Yeah. Those two had it ended, and I have to say, I, I, the last episode, I was, <laughs> I texted him and went, "Is there one more episode? Like, am I missing something?" Because it just felt like that was it. It was yeah, just. It, it felt so strange that that was the the case of the, the the final episode, right? So let me ask you this: the organized crime um, of this. Um, of, of uh, Law and Order, uh, do we know how long, or do we have, like, a? it's going to be a three-season, five-season? We don't know, right? Um, uh, for organized crime, we don't know. It could theoretically go on forever. What we do know is that this season was only eight episodes. The next season of 20-something episodes or 18 episodes has been 
has already been uh, uh, renewed. Renewed. Um, so organized crime is coming back, and well, I think they, they're yeah. still going to keep with the Wheatley. Um, yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna keep on pushing that, and it's gonna be interesting. We're gonna have it's gonna with, expand out. Yeah, with multiple seasons and in, in, in a singular sort of case and villain, right? So yeah, absolutely, I'm I'm, I'm very excited for that. Um, uh, this season of Law and Order was 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 different. So like the the season of Law and Order SVU really yeah. bled into the real world a lot. I mean, it's been a strange yeah. year for cop related anything. You know, yeah. cop related TV shows had to deal with the fact that you know the public opinion on police has has been shifting so rapidly yep and uh similarly we have to deal with the fact that uh you know there's been an increased uh sort of like push among the entertainment industry to sort of figure out how to deal with this sort of thing and so the george floyd protests the central park you know uh bird watching incident right all of these they had a version of that yeah they had a version of that like all these things sort of played into the season and it's one of those things that had to play into the aspect of, you know, Christopher Maloney's character. Christopher Maloney's character represented that cop that we saw on TV a lot, you know, the, the good cop who did bad things, mm-hmm. right? And then we had to sort of pause and examine him, right, in, in greater right. detail because this this cop who did bad things, right, despite all of the things that he's done, like, where does it apply? Where does it sort of fit? Right. Um. So I I enjoyed organized crime. I you know I've said it before. I like the arc that they have where we're following a specific um, case file. You know, no, case files do not they don't go from zero to trial to conviction in one episode. That's not the way real life works, right? So the fact that you can see how that case was built up, I like that. I like that format, and I found that those episodes of SVU where there was multiple episodes dealing with the same issue or same arc i enjoyed those a lot more yeah it's a new way of doing law and order from this episodic sort of uh method and it it really i think it really did a good job in showing us like you know that there's other storytelling sort of avenues and yeah it's one of those things it's like i can't believe i've missed law and order it's like yeah there needs to be more shows in the law and order universe there's there's plenty of uh there's plenty of room uh, for for interesting stories in this universe. Uh, yeah, I, I had enjoyed Criminal Intent. That was one that I had really enjoyed. Okay, with um, D'Offrino or Chris Noth? Uh, with D'Offrino. Okay, good. The Kingpin always wins. <laughs> Which one? The Kingpin. Yeah, the Kingpin. Yes, yes, he does. I really enjoyed that one. Um, uh, right, and then um, SVU. I've always enjoyed that, and then. The but it started off with the the originally it started off with the Chris Noth one right yeah uh, Law and Order the original, um, which was I think a great way to start it but I think SVU just superseded it, in terms of. Of its subject matter and um, the cast and characters of Absolutely. it. Absolutely, it definitely, it definitely did well and it, and it really showed an interesting sort of take and range on, on these characters. Yeah, and the funny thing is, um, having watched these, um, you know, I, I mean, I know all of the characters and stuff like that, but 
watching them was like, I want to watch SVU from the very beginning, starting from season one. Man, and I dude, did I'm going to do it. It's, it is a process. Uh, oh, no, I'm pretty sure. By the time you get to season 22, you forget how it started. And yeah. you can literally go and cycle <laughs> watching it over and over again. Yeah, I mean, definitely like Stabler's like random disappearance that threw, a, a, I think, a huge wrench into the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's, you know, what they were able to pull it together because the other char- cast and characters that um, they created, um, you know, uh, came out just as strong. I just finished, I see, I just finished uh, rewatching uh, season 17. Um, and that's when uh, Dodd's ca- uh, son comes in and he goes out. <laughs> the same season yeah like, Dodd's what? son was one of those great characters like Dodd even himself yeah, he, was one of those good characters I was like wow there's yeah but Dodd doesn't does, does Dodd come in in season 18 so I'm gonna start season 18 soon I can't remember if Dodd came back in season 18 uh they sort of get a new captain they, okay so uh, well he was chief right he wasn't yeah. captain he was chief so yeah. but yeah he was um I, I thought Dodd's character was great and it's just like he played it. They played it so well, both of them. And yeah, it was. Uh, I can't believe that it was just for one season. Just but, one season, but he killed it. And but it was one of those strange things that showed up. It's like why, why is this happening to Dodd? Like why is this occurring like that? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. That was that was it. That was it. Um, I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to the next um, next iteration. Of SVU and organized crime, and I hope they continue to cross over, oh, and I, I think they will, right? Because oh, absolutely, I think that the crossover is not only expected but wanted. Um, I think because especially when you saw like you know the other Dick Wolf uh, series, which is like the Chicago, uh, you know Chicago PD, the one Chicago stuff, yeah. right? They they're really getting into this whole. Uh, they're really getting into this whole thing. Of the. The multi, uh, the multiverse of Law and Order has that. <laughs> exactly. Even though they're, well, they're in the same world, right? It's not like, uh, so I don't mean multiverse in that way, but you, you, you know what I mean when I say yeah. multiverse, right? Like they're, they're silo, um, they're silo um, programs, but now they're interacting with each other. So that's why I consider them to be the multiverse of Law and Order. It's good though, nevertheless. Yeah, I agree. It's really good. And in fact, I like that, you know what, they're bringing in like some of the cases from like in season 17, they were bringing in cases from previous seasons. Like it, it's, ju- it's just really good. Um, but yeah, yeah they, I, they tend to do that and it, it tends to turn out very well. Yeah. When they do that, because you know, you realize, okay, uh, I, they, it isn't like, you know, some, because some of these guys get like 20 years, right? What happens yeah. after 20 years and they're released? Like you see, you know, do they revert back? You know, so it's interesting the way they do that. So really enjoy Law and Order. And then this week, um, what was the new thing that came out? It was Loki, right? Yeah, Loki came out this week, which is sort of like the big sort of like, oh, thank God, a new show. Um, <laughs> right, something else for us to watch. Right. So what did you think of Loki? Loki was good. I mean, Loki is exactly what I wanted. Um, so... Generally speaking, the Marvel shows as they've been coming out have been okay, 
right? Like I, I've seen some general issues with them, and they're you know it's one of those things that you watch it and you're like, I, I want to see some other things in this in this universe, right? Right. Well, um, right. So there was an article that I I read right, and they said okay, so WandaVision dealt with PTSD, right? And um, Winter or sorry, Falcon and Winter Soldier that dealt with. Um, racism systemic racism that kind of stuff right um address those and the thing with loki is it looks like we're gonna dive into is, is fatalism is there predetermination do we have free will that whole concept we'll see how it goes i think it definitely uh, is going to play into that and i think one of the reasons why it will is um so it's you know definitely something that we've been at in the MCU, which the Loki's going to finally fix is, you know, what about alternates? What about what if scenarios? And you know, like how do we in, how do we start bringing in other characters into this thing that should be there? And the, their solution is going to be the multiverse, right? Right. right. So if we could, could just quickly talk about that, right, Chris? So um, what we find in the, in this first episode of Loki is there's this sacred timeline and, and um the supreme one had alluded to that in um avengers right um in the infinity war was it infinity yeah it was infinity war and he she alluded in infinity no i'm sorry end game yeah. when they went back when they did the the time the time, the time heist, heist yeah. right when they did the time heist she alluded to you know that the the variance that that form there's one timeline right so we're that's that whole concept that they're exploring with this and we they get dive right into it in the first episode right mm -hmm. but if that's the case if there's only one sacred timeline there shouldn't be variants because they go back and fix those variants yeah it's like like what so how are you going to get the multiverse if they're fixing the multiverse exactly. from not existing? They, they, so the method in which they fix the multiverse, and you see it in the very beginning of the show, is that they essentially just destroy that branching universe. They put like yeah. a little bomb down, little, little press a little button, and it destroys the universe. But the, just that branching one. They kill billions right. upon billions just to ensure that there's no, as they explain it, multiversal war. <gasps> oh, okay. So just I thought it was just like a reset, and everybody lost their memory. No, no, they destroy a universe. They there's destroyed nothing... the universe. Yeah, so there's they... nothing there. Yeah, they 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 there was branches. There was you know multiple right. universes and you know alternate timelines, and it led to a multiversal war. They stopped it. They destroyed it. Um, every time a new branch accidentally create is created or a variation occurs, they kill off. You know the individuals who who did that sort of thing. They 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 capture and they destroy whole universes. Billy, they are the villains. I mean, the t like as as evil as Loki. The is, TVA, you're, yeah. yeah. You're no, no, the, the TVA is the yeah. is the villains in this. Yeah. Um, so um, we're told that the, there is a variant. Um, there's a psychotic variant out there that's yeah. killing all of the TVA agents. Yeah. Um, uh, TVA was the Time Variant Agency agents? Authority, authority Authority, right So the authority So the Time Variant Authority That's what TVA stands for The TVA agents They're they, Whenever there's a variant They go and they eliminate it The way Chris says And they've been doing Trying to do that But each variant that they're going to That's 
creating and i guess there's at some point there's a point of no return yeah there's um right like they can't fix it at that point yeah uh, and and so um so there's there's a character out there there's a rogue character out there that's going and doing this he kills the the agents that go out and then he takes away their reset button that destroys that particular yeah. um, verse. I'm going to take. I'm going to. I'm going to collect your correct your vernacular with only. Oh, one okay. Thing. I'm sorry. And yeah. that you are right in everything you said except for one thing. What? He. So it's a she. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely a she. So who do you think it is? It's do you who, think it's? It's who they said it was, but it's a she. Oh, so there's a new variant. Mm. So the variant mm. is a... Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Got it. Uh, okay, so we're... Uh, sorry that we're so cryptic. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. That makes sense. So, and the reason why they... So, what's happening is... Um, so, Tom Hiddleston's Loki, our Loki, um, you know, he... At the end, so it picks up right where um, Endgame ended and Loki had just like disappeared. Mm-hmm. It picks up there and he's taken to the TVA and he's going to be reset. That means they're going to kill him off. But there's an agent that says, no, we can, uh, we're going to use, um, we need to, let me talk to him first, right? Because yeah. I think he wants to use Loki, but Loki um, is left alone or, or he... Uh, he's he's able to take a look to see what the future holds for him and he sees that he's killed right yeah, or he yeah, dies right he dies which i thought was like wow so he's literally like sped through fast forwarded his life to the point where thanos has you know snuffed the life out of him so i think the question i have is will will we st- you know what's going to happen in are we going to get Loki back in the actual movie verse of the MCU? Um, I think what they're what the entire point of the show is is that Loki, being Loki, decides to screw up and mess everything up and accidentally creates the multiverse. Okay. Which then will lead us into films like Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange, and Spider Man. Right? Okay, yeah. Because the multiverse is going to be created. It's going to exist. Um, yeah, that was the other thing that that confused me. They're talking about, you know, the you know that there's a there's a sacred timeline, but we know, you know, from the Spider-Verse and even Doctor Strange that there's there's a multiverse out there. Yeah, Doctor Strange alluded to, you know, 14 million possible timelines. Yeah. Right? But as we now know, those timelines did exist until they were destroyed. right right but when did they destroy them like we don't know when they got destroyed yeah we just know that he we 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 see them lose like he sees them lose i don't think he goes up any further and sees some random guys appear through a portal and 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 disintegrate the universe going like yeah this is not the one where they won right wow yeah yeah so i think loki is going to be really interesting so you know what i think out of all of them uh, i mean you mean between the two wandavision and falcon winter soldier wandavision was weak winter soldier got better and i think loki is just 
going to be even better. Yeah, I think right? I think Loki will be better. Like, so where WandaVision, so, like, the, here's the problem that that showed up with the, with the uh, Marvel shows. They they they're really they really sort of like don't get to stick the landing all too well. Uh, Winter Soldier did it better, right? Falcon yeah. and Winter Soldier did it better than WandaVision. WandaVision's ending it really sort of fell apart because it led into a weird place. Like, what happened to Vision? Right? Why did where did Darcy sort of like just disappear to? Right? Why yep. is there scrolls here all of a sudden? Right? Um, like, uh, like is is everyone just going to be okay with the fact that Wanda trapped an entire town against their will? Right. Right. Uh, and the fact that she just walks out of the town and is like, dude, it's like, why aren't like isn't anyone arresting you? Like, you did trap an entire town. Yeah. Right. And you refused to believe that you were causing it, and you even pretended like you were making these people even happier. By taking away their free will, it, it's nuts. Um, like that, like one division fell apart in that sense. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier falls apart when you do any sort of critical thinking on anything involving the villains or that last speech by, by, by Sam. Yeah. Right. Like that's that's where like my issues come into it. So far, yeah. this one though is is like the first episode. I don't have anything wrong with it. It is moving forward in the correct pace. It's dealing with the fact that we still have that trickster Loki, but he's now been able to watch. Like you know, I, I like the fact that they're like Loki. There's only one way we're going to change you. You got to watch these two movies, Thor Ragnarok and uh, <laughs> Infinity War. Trust me, you'll love it. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 And and so yeah, it's like all right, let's watch Thor Ragnarok and Infinity War. It's like oh okay, now we're gonna you know move the character forward, and then we actually got some really interesting character stuff. And uh, Owen Wilson playing Mobius and Mobius, great. Like I love that. Uh, you know, it's like great chemistry between those two, right? Yeah. And so <laughs> he's been gone for a while, hasn't he? Uh, all he does is Wes Anderson and uh, Woody Allen films. <laughs> yeah. He's been, like I said, and those guys don't do them that often. Not at all. Like, you know. Um, lately. Sort of lately, he's only been doing those. Yeah, but lately. He, he used yeah. to be part of the whole Ben Stiller crew, right? And um, Yeah. Yeah, just sort of like is no longer with Ben Stiller and Will Ferrell and all those guys. Yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah. But nevertheless, I'm um, I'm really excited. And I... Uh, like this six episode show looks it looks like it has the most amount of promise and if it does what i think it's going to do it really is going to like unlike the other shows which really didn't like th- push the needle forward in the marvel sort of like time marvel sort of timescape because one division all it did was like all right wanda's more powerful it was like right we already knew wanda was powerful okay uh but right. okay wanda's powerful all yeah. right she's now and she knows she has magic okay she was a right. she was a mutant but whatever um <clears throat> all right so we're there captain america is now black okay we, we finally got there it should have been like if he if he kept the shield from the very beginning we wouldn't have had captain america and the winter soldier right they yeah he just had to give up the shield and act like a moron and then end up he wanted it in the first place anyway um <laughs> right right like, like yeah that's a very simplified way, version of uh, of that but yes i agree it, it, it's problematic in that sense this one, it's it could have had the same issue because it's like we had all this character development for Loki. He's dead now. Are we going to be stuck back with, you know, the Loki who wasn't all that interesting, right? But here's the thing: is I don't think Tom Hiddleston would have okayed playing him if it wasn't like a good like script. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Hiddleston chooses good projects. 
Yeah, and I'm, I'm very happy that what they've chosen for the first three sort of like projects, uh, like Marvel TV projects, are yeah. three character are three characters who are woefully, woefully un- underdeveloped. You know, like Falcon yeah. was definitely underdeveloped. Wanda was completely underdeveloped, and Loki yep. is a character who just when he got developed died. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? And right. so it's like, okay, like hopefully we get to develop them better, but you know, Loki, the God of mischief is going to create this multiverse and we're going to find out it's, and it, it's going to release other important characters. Like we have, um, like there's a whole ton of Easter eggs. Um, a du- I mean the, the moment, the, like my favorite moment of the episode what was the moment that he went and opened the drawer. Right, and there's all these infinity stones, and he's like, you guys have so many infinity stones, and he's like, yeah, some of us use them as paperweights, and he's like, what? Yeah, he's just, like, he's looking at the most most powerful things in existence, and then these guys use them as paperweights, because, (laughs) you know, they're they're, they're useless to them. Yeah, (laughs) I thought that was funny, and for a minute, I was like, are they fake? <laughs> but I'm like, no, Loki would know they weren't fake. Yeah, but I definitely think that the TVA is going to be destroyed by, by one god of mischief who's going to fault destroy this entire organization. And uh, I'm I'm just excited. You know, I'm just like, this is going to be cool. Yeah. They're going to finally, like, sort of, like, just go deep dive into these characters and, and, you know, like, show us, like, all these alternates. And I think there might be, like, six or seven alternate Lokis that could show up in the show. Really, you think so? Yeah, it's just uh, there's a lot of alternate Lokis and there's a lot of alternate characters, and I definitely think that uh, that they're going to do a lot, a lot of interesting stuff with it. Okay, well, I'm, you know what, I enjoyed it. Um, uh, even Bones, I I was like, I got I got to watch this. We're got we're going to talk about it tomorrow, and she's like, really, because you know I like to see them all, right? But yeah. I I enjoyed it. Yeah, I like to binge watch good. these shows, but yeah, it was good through and through. Yeah, and uh, yeah, what can I say? It uh, it really it uh, it, it I, I want to see more. And with six episodes, I think that there's a lot of promise, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that this is what they need to be doing. I think that Marvel uh, should definitely be like this is this is this is what they should have been doing in the first place. Not you know as much as I love the shows Daredevil and Punisher. You know, yeah. not so much Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, and uh, Luke Cage. Because of those, sh- I, as much as I Yeah, like- but keep in mind, you know, now that they've got the Disney Studios backing them, right? So they're yeah. able to do it. It's, uh, it, you have to look at that as well. Yeah. Is bef- then they didn't have the Disney Studios. Um, now they do. And um, that's, that's giving them additional scope. Yeah. And so, what can I say? And Disney needs the content. Yeah, well, Disney needs the content on Disney Plus because Disney Plus, in my opinion, is is it, it has like it's it, it was weak for, since it started, and yeah. then like WandaVision, it's like okay, now we finally have some good sort of television stuff to sort of like you know fill out the the Disney Plus roster, right? Yeah. And you know we had always Mandalorian, and now you know they're expanding you know the Star Wars stuff greatly in the Disney Plus sphere. So like now right. it's 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 reaching a point where it's it's finally good. But like, like HBO Max is in a similar position. They need to start using all of this good content that they have, push for these other series. Like hell, man, I don't need you guys to do like another uh, Justice League seri- like movie. But I would love a Justice League, you know, like six episode arc. You know, yeah. that costs like two hundred million dollars. I mean, when I found out that that 
really crappy uh, Netflix show cost like two hundred million dollars, right? Uh, Jupiter Ascending. Uh, oh yeah. Or sorry, Jupiter's Legacy. Yeah, Jupiter's Legacy. That costs like you know yeah. like two hundred million dollars, and that show looks shit. So right. Uh, it's like I, I trust. Oh my like, god! Just give it to Zach. Yeah. We know he'll he'll give us a superior um, product, and he'll be under budget. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, the only reason why Justice League's budget ballooned the way it did was because of all the reshoots. Right. You know, and the fact that they didn't, you know, like, ha- they had to finish the movie twice. You know, they re- yeah. they reshot an entire movie. Um, and as it turns out, it looks like they never even watched the original film. Yeah. Right? Uh, all in all, it's just, yeah, there, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of room for, for growth in these sort of things. And I think that, you know, they need to, they really need to start showing more of these movies, right? And, yeah. and like taking these movies and, and applying them into a larger scale. Uh, Matt yeah. Murdock, you know, I'm, I'm hearing nothing but rumors that that guy's in Spider-Man. Really? Yeah. The guy who played Matt Murdock? Like the same guy who played him in, in, same, the, okay. in the thing. And I, I Good, because I thought he did a good job. He was great. He was 100%. This is like, that's exactly the character that I was looking Well, for. same with Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. I mean, the character that they the actress that they used for those characters were good yeah but the character in my in my opinion is garbage it's the only like jessica jones is not like my favorite character my favorite yeah know. whether or not she's your favorite character or not chris i mean she you know what the actor that they got to play her was good yeah and but you also have like the, the issue with like like you probably did you watch season two of that show because season two and three i did wasn't that i watched season two i did not watch season three well i started watching season three and i was like yeah no i can't do this yeah. i had other things that i wanted to watch over that yeah it's it just it like th- that show sort of fell off very very rapidly unlike daredevil uh which which got better like it's not and daredevil's the only show that got better in my opinion like daredevil got better uh, and every other show either got weaker or stayed the same, right? Even Luke Cage um, didn't really surpass like what it, what it was supposed. The to first be. season of Luke Cage was great. First half of first season. Oh yeah, first half. Yeah, because that's uh, we had Mahar- yeah. Mahar Ali, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he played a great villain. Yeah, he he killed it, and and absolutely, like it was nothing but like that. That was greatness. That was truly good, and that's that's. I want to see more of that kind of like of excellent sort of work. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, and now he's that now that actor is in what's it called? Uh, he's playing Blade, I believe. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. So confession time. I've seen Blade two and three, but I have never sat through full Blade one. Oh really? That's like that's probably the best one. <laughs> I don't know what to say, Chris. Like Deacon I Frost said is confession one of the time. Ever. Um, so ninety. I said confession. That's fair. yeah. It was um, confession. I I told you in time. I'm sorry I disappoint. But nevertheless, all right, you got to get through at least Blade One. It's probably like the the weirdest one, but it, it's like Blade Two. I get why you watched Guillermo del Toro. It's going to be on the list eventually. But um, you really got to Yeah, Blade 1 was was really good. Um, but yeah, just all in all, just Loki is is pushing the Marvel Universe. Like, unlike the other stuff, Loki, I think, is going to push the Marvel Universe forward. The actual thing about the Marvel Universe, you know, Kang the Conqueror, the, multi, the multiverse, time travel, all yeah. these things are going to be pushed forward in this movie more so than anything else. Um, 
and we see that they had to push these, you know, stories out because of, uh, you know, they, they have to push these stories out because, you know, their, their, their timeline is getting messed up. Like, you know, uh, whatever Black Widow has to do with anything, you know, like they're going to have to take care of that and, you know, sort of deal with that. Yeah. So you do you think there's going to be some level of multiverse issues going on with Black Widow too? I mean, I don't see how. Who knows? That because could this be is a, a prequel, right? Movie. So you think there might be like a variant there? Who knows? I'm not. Uh, I'm not entirely. You're sure. not speculating. Yeah, I'm you're not, not going to speculate. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure, but that's definitely a moment of change. Uh, Captain America living in the past. I'm not sure if that was supposed to be a moment of change. Um. No, because didn't they say whatever... They say what the Avengers did was they were supposed to, but we don't know if Captain right, America but... was supposed to live in the past. Live in no, the uh, he would have, because then he, he... How else was he able to come back to the future? Because there's a, there's a scene that shows up where we see uh, in in there, it looks like Peggy Carter being extor- uh, escorted for, you know, TVA violations. Where was there a scene... Um, when Loki escapes the first time, you see, like, he sees someone escape, and in the background, it looks like Peggy Carter. I did not see that. I'm going to have yeah. to rewatch There's it. A, you got to watch those, like, new Rockstar videos or whatever, when they, like, you know, t- 10 Easter eggs you didn't see inside Loki episode one, right? All right. I'll um, have to check their, <laughs> yeah. their, their synopsis of it. Yeah. There's a lot of it out there, but yeah. nevertheless, there is a better crap ton of like random Easter eggs, right? Like in the drawer, there's not just Infinity Stones. There's like you know signed baseball cards, right? Yeah. There's right. other Tesseracts. Um, the Mind Stone is later seen in the credits as an actual paperweight. Uh, yeah. Um, like there, there's a lot of that sort of stuff. Um, but it's one of those things that uh, hopefully they don't make it look like that everything the Avengers like did, right? Was not because of anything other than like luck right or the fact that the universe wanted it and from here on like it it means like oh wow there never was stakes (laughs) you know you know um that that's where it could go if they if they really like play and joke with it too much but if they if the whole point of this series is like hey we're gonna end this whole like you know controlled deterministic universe i'm actually gonna get let people have choice loki talking all the shit about how he doesn't like freedom Right, yeah. freedom is a big old lie. He's gonna be like, "Nah, freedom for everybody. We're done." Right. Yeah. Right? You know, truly, truly himself be free. Chris, did you know that they just did the first trees? Uh, Netflix just released a first teaser for The Witcher. Yeah, it's very. Did short. you see it? It's oh, very it's short. very short. Okay. It's like it's, it's to... like it's it, you you guys should watch it, but it's very short. It's very very clipped. You know, like quick clips. Um, and I believe they're still filming The Witcher right now. Okay. Or they just finished. They just finished. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So we got a few more months dealing with that before we can actually get The Witcher full. Okay, cool. I will check it out. Oh, uh, one final thing. Uh, they announced, um, Castlevania spinoff series. <gasps> Ah, yeah, you said that you wanted to talk to it. I don't have any um, information so on that. I has not like been a, able to see it. A Twitter post that Netflix posted up, um, and they go like, yeah, all right, confirming, you know, that there is going to be a, a spinoff series um, about Sypha and um, uh, Trevor's great, 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 whatever grandson it is, Richter Belmont during the uh, French Revolution. Richter Belmont is most well known for being in the game Symphony of the Goddamn Night. We're going to get Symphony of the Night, the freaking, what's it called? Um, 
yeah, they're gonna do Symphony of the Night as a freaking what's it called uh, TV series, and I'm, and I'm gonna be so excited for it. It's like one of the best Castlevania games. That's so cool. So, have they indicated when they might be doing that? That's next um, next year. Uh, they haven't indicated when, but they they are gonna be doing it. Similarly, the company that is doing um, uh, Army of the Dead, uh, the uh, the animated um, prequel series, right, which is really going to explain all the origins of the zombies and everything. They're actually doing another uh, Zack Snyder show with him as well, unrelated to the Army franchise. Um, It's called Twilight of the Gods, and it's really like Blood of Zeus, but like more on the Norse mythology side. Oh, cool. I really enjoy those. Yeah. So there's a lot coming out that we're super excited for. Can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So well, um, that's really good. Uh, let's see the. Who's Maria Reynard? Uh, it's another character inside the uh, game. And okay. And are we still gonna have Alucard? Well, he show he's still alive, and he shows up in some of the night. So I suspect him. He'll he he will return to. Okay, and we'll find out what happened to Dracula and his wife as well. Absolutely. Well, Dracula, I think, is, is another villain at this point in time. You know, just one of the curse of Dracula. Just, he'll always right. be Right, so, but what happens to his wife, though? Does she become immortal like him? No, I think she dies. You think she dies? Yeah. Okay. Or normal old age, so, so he doesn't have to freak out too much. All right, but she's not there to, uh, what do they call him? Ground him. She's no. not there to ground him, ground his humanity. Yeah, he's just gonna lose his shit again and then start something. He, it won't be like the, the 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 lengths he went to then, but it's gonna be more like you know, it could be one of those stories where they just like start messing with him. He just staying alone in his castle, I'm like now nah, we gotta kill this guy. Hmm. Who well, I that? I'm looking forward to it because I think Castlevania was one of their strongest strongest. Um, animes or animations yeah, that absolutely. they started. Yeah, I'm incredibly excited to see where they go with it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, on that note, um, what can't you do? You can't stop the signal, guys. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>